What's happening? It's Pete Futak from collegefootballnews.com, and today I'm going to look ahead at the 2023 NFL Draft and the top pro prospects that are going to be probably the first-round talents, at least going into the 2022 college football season. Knowing that this is an inexact science and knowing that at least a third of these guys are going to bust out and not even be close to being the NFL talents we all think that they might be, and knowing that a couple of these might be uh, superstars, just trying to get it as close to the pin as possible. Uh, It's always kind of a fun process trying to come up with the guys well in advance, and it's important because this is where if you're an NFL general manager, you're looking ahead to what's coming up next because this draft is what matters, obviously, right now, what has happened in the 2022 draft, and what's going to happen going forward. Why did you draft what you did in 2022? Well, you know what's coming down the pike you think you think if you need a certain position that down the road that next year is going to be better in one area not as good in another area knows what you need to do in terms of uh, your free agency status and just knows how you're going to have to build the team but it's the, the problem with doing this is the NFL scouting process is always fluid it's always inexact, and it's always going to come down to the big game here or a great performance there and a, and a big injury that could shake up everything in the entire draft market. And there's always someone who comes out of the blue and goes from just a guy to becoming in that top 10 overall Joe Burrow-like must-have that we just don't see coming from 100 miles away. Uh, even though trying to come up with the 32 top pro prospects representing the potential first-round NFL draft talents is totally hit or miss. This year, unlike last year, one thing about this time around is going to be completely certain. It's going to be a lot more interesting, and it's going to get a lot more attention than the 2022 draft. 2021, that was the explosion of interest because you had five first-round caliber quarterbacks to throw into the league star system. And while 2022, it was loaded. It's got excellent NFL prospects, and I don't think it gets enough credit for being as deep and as talented as it is because, you know, look, infrastructure can be sexy. You know, offensive linemen, defensive tackles, just good defensive players. They're fun. They're the building blocks of a team. But the quarterbacks just aren't that great. And it's again, it's hard to get fired up about this year's draft when a very, very good and deep draft might be nice, but the best quarterback prospects, the best running back prospects, the best pass rusher, the best tight end, and the best wide receiver are all still in college. The, the, the guys who are probably the top four, five, six in this draft, they would have hung around the top 10 or so. But when I read off this list of our 32 top pro prospects going into 2023, you'll see at the very top, those are the guys that would have gone one, two, three, four, and say six in this year's draft. So we're kind of still waiting on the superpowers and the stars. So who are those top pro prospects going to the 2022 college football season? The idea here, again, is, is to create a starting point, is to create a set of expectations. And I know a lot of these are going to be way off, but this is the jumping off point. And After these 32, there are, of course, going to be other 32 prospects or 100 other prospects who probably could have made this list. And so I'll do this again later on and certainly over the course of the next several months and during the season. And we'll adapt and adjust this on the fly during the season. So here we go with the top 32 college football prospects for the NFL going into the 2022 season as it looks right now. And again, this will be changed on the fly. We're going to start going from back and forth. I'll fly through this as fast as possible to get to the really superstar caliber guys. Starting with number 32 on our list, Jared Patterson out of Notre Dame. He's an interior offensive lineman, an offensive tackle who plays built like a guard, but is going to play center at the next level. He's got 
307 pounds size, excellent range, and he's got the versatility to fit on anybody's line. He's going to get to the NFL with four years of experience guiding an elite offensive front. He should be ready for the NFL interior right out of the box. He might not be a road grader, but he doesn't give up plays behind the line. He's Jarrett Patterson of Notre Dame, our 32nd top pro prospect going into the 2022 college football season. Number 31, Jordan Battle out of Alabama safety. He's a, he's a terrific part of the great Alabama deal over the last few seasons. He could have been a great draft pick for this year's draft. He chose to come back for one more run. He's 6'1", 206 pounds, an All-American. He made 87 tackles last season with three interceptions. He took two of them for touchdowns, including one in the SEC Championship over Georgia. He's a true strong safety. He's got the 4'5 speed, great range. He's got the veteran skills to take his game up a few notches. Jordan Battle, safety out of Alabama, our 30th top pro prospect. Number 30 is a true speculation prospect. And you have to do this when kind of imagining, okay, who are those guys who are going to rise up and finally catch a break? It's Justin Flo out of Oregon, a linebacker who has all the talent in the world. The guy cannot stay healthy. The talent level of him is just off the charts. He's 6'2", 235 pounds. He's got the undeniable skills, but he missed almost most of last year after making 14 tackles in the season opener uh, against Fresno State. He missed the, the season with a foot injury, and he missed almost all of 2020 hurt as well. He's quick. He's not necessarily fast, but he's a, a, a thumper on the inside. He's not going to miss any tackles. He should grow into a stat sheet filler, but he's got to prove again that he can stay healthy. If he's gets through this season 100%, he's going to be a first-round talent, which is why you if he stays healthy, he's probably going to be a top 15 caliber guy, but right now he's number 30 on our list of the top pro prospects. Now it's time for the pretentious fun of doing something like this. The number 29 guy on our list, quarterback Cameron Ward out of Washington State. Every once in a while, I think I see a quarterback who's ready to go from relative obscurity to NFL draft stardom. Who's going to be that next Manziel or Cam or Burrow or Pickett? And usually, of course, like everyone else who does this, I usually whiff. Uh, I nailed it on Lamar Jackson and Colin Kaepernick, and I believe I'm going to be right on Davis Mills, although none of those three were top draft picks. Most recently, I completely missed on K.J. Costello, who I thought had all the tools to be something special. And I thought the quarterback turned tight end Tyree Jackson out of University of Buffalo was going to have that special arm to be a big-time draft pick. Never worked. So now welcome to the guy who I think is going to be the most interesting call in the 2023 NFL draft if everything goes to plan. Uh, the recent the problem, though, with Cameron Ward, at least in his current situation, recent Washington State quarterbacks get dinged because they have the inflated stats and the general lack of NFL tools. I know Gardner Minshew was able to, he was able to overcome that to a certain extent. But Cameron Ward... He would have been an interesting pro prospect if he stayed at Incarnate Word. That's where he played in the FCS level. So to put this really weirdly, don't don't let the monstrous numbers he's about to put up at Washington State blind you to just how good he really is. 6'3", he's 223 pounds. He threw 40 touchdowns and just seven interceptions at UIW, along with a couple of rushing scores. He's not going to be that mobile as a, of a runner, but he can move a little bit. In his two years at the FCS level, he was a star, and now he gets his chance to show what he can do. Cameron Ward out of Washington State, one of the biggest and most interesting transfers of this year, and he's going to, I think, become a big pro prospect as the year goes on. Number 28, Travis Hodges Tomlinson out of TCU. If his name sounds familiar, he's the nephew of NFL Hall of Fame running back LaDainian Tomlinson. He's not all that big, but he can move, and he has the ball skills to be a great all-around corner at the next level. 
He's going to be around a 4-4 runner when they finally time him for real. The, so the blazing wheels aren't quite there, and at just 5'9", 177 pounds, he's not all that physical. But he gets in on tackles. He's He's got a He's got great ball skills when he gets there and the ball's in the air. He came up with two interceptions and seven broken up passes last year. He came up with 13 as a sophomore, 13 broken up passes as a sophomore. He just knows how to get to the ball. Uh, he's Again, the measurables might not be quite right, but just watch out for him to just make so many plays this year that he grows in, into the NFL draft of 2023. Trevius Hodges Tomlinson out of TCU, number 28 on the list. Number 23, just a tackler. Linebacker Jack Campbell out of Iowa. He had a monster year for the great Hawkeye defense. And he probably would have been about a top 50 pick in the 2022 NFL draft. Instead, he's back is likely a top 30 selection with his combination of size and tackling ability. He's 6'5 and 243 pounds. He's not really a pass rusher or an edge prospect, but he's got great range. He makes big plays happen when the ball is in the air, and he hits everything. He made 143 tackles last year. He destroyed Minnesota with 17 stops. He was all over the place in the bowl loss to Kentucky. And now if he could just add a little more flair into the back excuse me into the backfield, he's going to blow up on the draft charts over the next several months. Jack Campbell out of Iowa, linebacker, number 26. Edge rusher B.J. Ojolari out of LSU. He's an interesting pass rushing option who might just be scratching the surface. He, he brings 4.5 speed with a 6'3", 245-pound size. He's one of those guys who just looks and plays the part with all the measurables. He showed glimpses as a freshman. And then a lost year for uh, the Tigers last year. He cranked up 53 tackles with seven sacks and 11 and a half tackles for loss, but didn't get a whole lot of national attention. For him, consistency is going to be the key, and he needs to be more of an offense destroyer. But the measurables, they're going to be there to develop into a high riser into the draft process. Number 25 on the list is an offensive tackle who might not stay at offensive tackle at the next level. He's Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern. He's a true technician. He's a veteran who's been great at handling the top ten, uh, top Big Ten pass rushers. And he can be a solid run blocker on the move. He's not as big as the NFL guys are going to like, though. He's 6'4 and 294 pounds, and he's not really a masher. But he's an all-star blocker who's going to be looked at as a left tackle. But he can play any of the five spots up front. You can put him at center if you want. He's, he's not going to be the be-all, end-all be all end all NFL tackle prospect, but he's going to be seen as a 10-year pro somewhere on the line. Number four, 24 on the list, here's where the fun explosion kicks in with Keishon Butte, a wide receiver out of LSU. He's It's been hard to see him as the next great LSU NFL wide receiver the last two years considering the team's problems, but He's the next great LSU NFL wide receiver. He's 6'0", 205 pounds. He's bulked up a little bit to get there, and he should be able to handle the physical defensive backs a little bit better. Or he can just blow by all of them with his 4'3 speed. He averaged 15 yards per catch on his 83 grabs over the last two years, and he should take his game up a few notches with a far more settled team situation. Number 23, edge rusher Derek Hall out of Auburn. Another one of those SEC guys who didn't get a whole lot of credit or a whole lot of national attention, but he did see a little bit of a spotlight at the end of last year. He's a 6'3", 256-pound pass rusher, beefed up a little bit over the last few years, and he should be even stronger against the run to go along with that burst of his. He's a true edge rusher, and he could have been in the mix for the 2022 NFL draft, but now he's back and he should up his profile. Made 54 tackles last year with nine sacks, 12 and a half tackles for loss. But now he's a marked man. He's going to be the feature of every blocking scheme. It's not just the NFL draft spotlight and the preseason hype that's coming, though. 
It's the three-sack game against Alabama. That's what everyone saw, and that's what everyone's going to be expecting. But now he just has to be more consistent. Number 22, speaking of Alabama's cornerback Eli Ricks, and speaking of LSU, the the lightning-fast great recruit for LSU. He made the switch over to Alabama, he transferred over, and now he's got to produce. He was fine as a freshman with 20 tackles and four picks. He missed most of last year with a shoulder injury, and now he's fresh as a possible number one corner for the Tide. At 6'2", 190 pounds, he has the size along with the 4'3 speed. Now he's got to play, get through a few rough spots because he's got to get a little more experience as he gets more work, and he's going to grow into the job. But on tools and talents, he's got NFL first-round ability. Our number 22 guy among the 2023 NFL prospects, Eli Ricks, cornerback out of Alabama. Number 21 is a guy who could have gone in the 2022 NFL draft. It's wide receiver Jordan Addison out of Pitt. Someone had to be on the other end of all those passes. He was good in 2020 before Kenny Pickett became first-round draft pick caliber talent. Kenny Pickett, he made 60 catches, and then he was unstoppable last year with 100 grabs for just about 1,600 yards and 17 scores with a rushing touchdown. He's not all that big. He's only 6 feet tall and 175 pounds. He's not going to shove anybody around. He's not really a blazer either. He averaged 16 yards per catch, but he's not going to come up with the, the superstar 40 time. He's quicker than fast, and he's slippery smooth and he's always finding his way open. Jordan Addison out of pit wide receiver. Number 20 on the list of the top pro prospects going into the 2022 college football season looking ahead to 2023 is Emil Echior, Alabama guard. He's very big and very versatile and he's going to get the Bama bounce in the draft process because of what it takes to be a part of that offensive line and who he's going to have to go against in the SEC. He's not huge. He's 6'3 and 307 pounds. And he doesn't have that, again, he doesn't have that mammoth freak size that Tide players normally have, but he's a tough, compact blocker. He can work at center if he doesn't work out at guard. Uh, he's been excellent over the last few years. He doesn't get the star power that some of the other offensive linemen from Alabama get, but he's a solid pass protector. He's got a good burst off the ball. This might be a tad high on the prospects list for a right guard, but he's going to be a longtime starter. He's going to be really safe. Uh, But he should be a first-rounder, but probably a late one when this actually happens. It's Emil Echior out of Alabama, number 19. Jalen Duncan out of Maryland, an offensive tackle. It would have been interesting to see where he would have gone had he come out for the 2022 NFL draft. Yeah, he probably would have been selected in the top 50, and he might have been a fringe first-rounder with his 6'6", 320-pound size and his impressive quickness. And there's a versatility to his style. He could end up kicking inside if needed, but he's an NFL left tackle prospect, and he's going to rise up quickly if he has a huge 2022. Number 18 on the list is a guy who's been, I think, a little bit undervalued by the rest of the college football world. And I think the hype's going to build up over the course of the summer and during the season. It's going to be running back Sean Tucker out of Syracuse. He stuck around. He could have transferred, but he's still there. He's 5'10", 220 pounds, and he's got track star speed. He's going to quickly grow into that must-have first rounder, even for a running back, if he can come up with a year like he did last year. He is a legitimate threat to tear off a sub 4'3". He might be a 4'2", runner at the Combine. And that he's not just a sprinter playing football. He's a tough runner. He carried it 20 or more times. He was a workhorse. Uh, 20 more times, seven games last season. He ran for close to 1,500 yards with 12 scores. He's not been used enough as a receiver, but that was more of a function of the offense. He can catch, and with those, that speed, just get him in the open and let him go. 
Number 17 on the list of top 2023 pro prospects is safety Brandon Joseph. Now at Notre Dame, he's a former Northwestern Wildcat. He's going to have to be the main man at safety now for the Irish. He's not Kyle Hamilton. He's got a completely different game. He's not as big. He's not the same sort of hitting force. But he's got size and he can tackle. He's 6'192 pounds and he's a better ball hawker. He's extremely quick. He was used a bit as a punt returner last year. He picked off three passes, made 80 tackles, and he came up with six interceptions as a sophomore. Not a blazer and he's not a thumper, but he's got the great range and he knows how to get around the ball and he makes lots and lots and lots of plays. Number 16, another guy from Notre Dame, defensive end Isaiah Foskey. The strength is there to occasionally work on the inside of the line, depending on the situation, and the ability is there to work as an edge edge rusher. He's got the full skill set and a lot to work with. He's 6'5", 260 pounds. He's got pass rushing ability, and he's got the the talent to use the combination of skills to get in the backfield. He he works out just fine as an NFL defensive end. He made 52 tackles last year with 11 sacks and and 12.5 tackles for loss, and he's now coming into his own as one of the nation's most consistent producers in the backfield. This was a bad year, though, to come out into the NFL draft in a class loaded with high-end pass rushers. He could have come out for the 2022 draft, but he should be among the top targets in 2023. Number 15, still hanging around Notre Dame, Michael Mayer of the Irish tight end. All right, we already did this with a Notre Dame tight end a few years ago who was supposed to be the prototype, who who dominated NFL defenses by creating major, major mismatch problems. Cole Komet still might be that for the Bears, but hasn't kicked in yet. The 6'4", 251-pound Meyer, though, he's not going to blow past anyone at the next level, but he's a terrific mid-range receiver. He fights for the ball, keeps the chains moving, and he can be more of a volume catcher than Komet was. Meyer made 71 grabs last year and with 840 yards and seven scores for the Irish, and the world gushed over Komet when he caught 43 passes for 515 yards and six touchdowns in 2019. Meyer's going to be that must-have tight end that sort of missing was missing from the 2022 NFL draft. Number 14, Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. Everyone dogged Clemson last year because they stunk offensively, but that defense was a thing. Now get ready for a lot of these guys coming up in the next few minutes or so in our top 14. Really, really, really quick. The 6'3", 230-pound all-around playmaker, he turned in a good freshman season, was excellent as a sophomore, and now just look out. He's not the same athlete as Isaiah Simmons was for the Tigers, but he's got a similar game with the upside to work well in pass coverage and be even scarier as a pass rusher. He came up with six sacks and 12 tackles for loss with 64 tackles in 2021. And now more of the big play defensive workload is just going to fall on his shoulders. He can handle it. He grows into a catch-all defensive game record of a prospect. He's going to thrive at the next level after as it comes up with a great year. Number 13, get ready for Mr. Polarizing Prospect going into 2022 and possibly 2023. And he's sticking with Clemson. DJ Uyunglele. He was supposed to be the be-all, end-all, one-of-ones, pure pro prospect, even more upside than maybe even Trevor Lawrence. But obviously that all fell off the map last year. This is the hedging the bet call among the top 2023 NFL draft prospects by putting him at 13. If he plays like he did in 2021, it wasn't all his fault. It was a bizarre year with nine touchdown passes and 10 picks. If he plays like that again... He sticks around in college for another year. He's not a lock to keep the Clemson starting gig, and he might end up transferring. He's got to be a better and faster decision maker, and he's got to be far more confident in his passes, and he's got to be able to keep the chains moving. But on the flip side, if the guy who showed up with the confidence and the decisiveness like he showed against Notre Dame and Boston College in 2020 
There's a shot. He turns into the quarterback surprise that we're all used to, but not like Joe Burrow or Kenny Pickett. It'd be a far different way because no one's going to put him among the top quarterbacks, at least right out of the gate going into 2023. But on pure talent measurables, again, he's the number one pick in the 2023 NFL draft if he has a monster year. He's got 6'4", 250-pound size with uh, the high-powered arm, and he's got the mobility to take off and be a business decision for uh, defenders in the open field. He, it's all there. First, he'd be kind of nice, though, if he won the job at Clemson and it's all secured. But he's going to be 13 for right now just because all that talent is right there. Number 12, offensive tackle Paris Johnson at Ohio State. This is, this is kind of a weird prospect. It's hard to kind of dog Ohio State's coaching staff because that offense was so great last year and it all worked out. But as it turned out, their best offensive tackle is put at right guard for most of the last season. He's got the right frame, the right skills, he's got the right level. But Ohio State had veterans on the offensive front and had to put its most talented tackle at guard uh, just to put keep that puzzle together for the best five blockers up front. But now... He can move out to left tackle. The opening's there. Uh, on the other side you will be Dewan Jones, another great pro prospect. He's 360 pounds and massive for what's probably going to be the best offensive tackle combination in college football. Johnson, 6'6", 315 pounds. He's a super recruit, even for Ohio State. And he should dominate as he grows into likely the first tackle taken off the board. Number 11, Edge rusher Nolan Smith out of Georgia. He's a true tweener, a superstar among superstar recruits. He, again, even for Georgia, he was a big recruit. He's going to find a home somewhere on somewhere someone's NFL defense. He's 6'3", 235 pounds. He's a linebacker with the size and toughness to play inside, but he's got the pass rusher's mentality and burst on the outside. He's an edge rusher who came up with 3.5 sacks, 10 tackles for loss, and 56 tackles for uh, the national championship defense. But this year, he might be a bigger version of Kobe Dean as one of the standouts for that defense. And now we get into the top 10. These are the guys who are probably going to be the superstars of the 2022 college football season. And certainly they're going to be the ones on every pro prospect list, every scout list. They're going to be the ones who are going to get the biggest spotlight. And it starts with one of the biggest X factors in this whole thing. It's Brian Brisset out of Clemson, defensive tackle. Even ahead of all the star quarterbacks, I'm going to list off in a minute here, 100% fully healthy per se, he might be the number one overall pick. He's an ultra-quick 6'5", 300-pound superstar recruit for the Tigers. He showed glimpses of greatness as a true freshman. He made 23 tackles with four sacks and six and a half tackles for loss. But just when it looked like he was about to bust out and blow up as a superstar, he suffered a torn ACL three games in, missed the rest of last season. But when he's right, he's got a freakish combination of size and strength and quickness off the ball. He still has to put it all together, still has to prove he can do it on a repaired knee. But the talent there is to be Talent is all there to be a franchise part of a defensive front as a two-quick tackle or a bulky end. Number nine, Noah Sewell, Sewell out of Oregon, linebacker. If the name sounds a little bit familiar, he's the younger brother of uh, Detroit Lion offensive tackle Panay Sewell. Inside linebackers like Noah, though, he can hit. They might not get a whole lot of respect though, in the draft process if they're not Blazers who run around like guided missiles. But every coach is going to want a thumper who can be a backstop against the run. 
He's not going to be an outside linebacker at 6'3 and 251 pounds. He's got the ideal bulk to dominate on the inside. Uh, that's where he's going to be. Everything funnels his way. He's going to stop it. He's not slow, He'll time, but he'll time around 4'8-ish, if not a little bit better. And, yeah, he can be okay in short-range pass coverage, but his job is to tackle everyone and be the quarterback of a defense. He made 114 stops last year with four sacks and eight and a half tackles for loss. And this year, he might, again, he might not be the splashiest of linebackers, but every Everyone's going to want Noah Sewell somewhere in the top 15 of next year's NFL draft. Number eight on the list of top pro prospects going into the 2022 college football season, cornerback Kelly Ringo out of Georgia. You have to be able to move if even Georgia people think you're fast. He was already a great prospect with his 6'2", 205-pound size and ball skills. He's a 4'3 blazer who grew into the job last season with 34 tackles, eight broken up passes, and two interceptions. He, his year was highlighted, and all everyone's going to remember is a very, very, very big pick six to seal the national title against Alabama. Everyone will have to look beyond the stats because no one's going to throw at him this year. And he still needs a little more time logged in, but if you're looking for what a prototype NFL cornerback looks like, here he is, Kelly Ringo out of Georgia. Number seven, Bijan Robinson out of Texas. The running back's position has just been completely devalued at this point. You don't win Super Bowls because you got a running back. It just it's not the modern day NFL. They're pieces of the puzzle. You can find guys who can play. There are lots of them. You don't need to spend a high draft pick on a running back. But in terms of just being a talented pro prospect, Robinson is just absolutely it. He's got the talent to stand out above the pack. He was a superstar recruit for the Longhorns, and he busted out last season with 1,127 yards and 11 touchdowns, averaging close to six yards per carry before getting hurt late in the year. Now the hype's going to be off the charts as the best running back in college football and a possible Heisman candidate. He's six foot tall, 221 pounds. He's tough, has excellent vision, and has no problem cranking up the home run when he gets into the open field. And he can catch. He made 26 grabs last season. He can do a whole lot more if that's a bigger part of the attack. Speed, it's overrated for workhorse backs, and he's not going to test all that fast, but don't worry about it. The guy's just a great running back. Bijan Robinson out of Texas. Number six, Jalen Carter out of Georgia. Another great part of last year's Georgia defense and one of the few stars who's still around. It was impossible to stand out among all the star power of the last last year's defense, and it's going to be unfair to compare him to Jordan Davis, as who was the all-time college anchor and leader. But Carter's an NFL defensive tackle with the upside to dominate the interior. He's not massive, but he's an ultra-quick 6'3", 310 pounds with the strength to hold up well against the run. Yeah, it helped that you had Davis, who was occupying 10 blockers and and all the other talent around him to work. And Carter isn't necessarily going to be a true anchor, but he's going to make a whole lot of plays behind the line. He's going to be most likely the best defensive tackle going into next year's draft, Jalen Carter out of Georgia. In the top five, Miles Murphy out of Clemson. Alabama's Will Anderson He might have been drafted ahead of all the other edge rushers in the 2022 NFL draft if he was able to come out. But Miles Murphy, he probably would have been second or third drafted in 2022. Anderson is an outside linebacker edge rusher. But the 6'5", 275-pound Murphy, he's a different type of end. He fits in more NFL schemes in a variety of ways. He's he's ultra quick off the ball. He's got power to hold up against the run. He's got the full skill set. He's not quite the explosive athlete and the player that Anderson is, but he's ultra-consistent. He's going to hold hold up far better as a true defensive end, and he can also be used like an edge rusher. And now we get into the superstar portion of this. Number four, 
flip a coin on whether you like him or the guy who's going to be ranked a little bit higher in a couple seconds here as I bring him up. Quarterback Bryce Young out of Alabama. And the only reason he's fourth on this list and not number one is his size. It's the only reason why Bryce Young isn't number one overall, actually, and because he's only 6 feet 194 pounds. And I say this anecdotally and unscientifically. That seems generous. I stood next to him a bunch of times. I'm 6'2". If he's 6 feet tall, that's really stretching it a little bit. He should probably still be in the top spot, though, after all. That's because he's got the skills to be an NFL franchise passer, even at his size. He can run. He just doesn't do it. And consider that actually a major positive in the way he plays because he's smart enough to know that guys his size just can't take a pounding. So he gets the ball out of his hands into the hands of his guys as soon as quickly and efficiently as possible. Doesn't have a cannon, but the arm swing's fine. And then there's what might be his best overall attribute, his demeanor. He's absolutely unflappable. He had a rough game against Auburn, and then he pulled the season out of the fire and won the Heisman with that one late clutch drive when nothing else was working, and he led the team to keep everything going. He was missing parts in the national championship against Georgia, and he lost Jamison Williams halfway through the game, but he still managed to throw for 369 yards, even though he had no help. He had to force throws, and I'm not making excuses for him or anything like this, but he had Georgia Bulldogs who were jumping on his head all game long. The running game sort of, they stopped going with that and put the ball into Young's hands, and he made the late pick six, but again, he was forcing things. I'm not blaming him that much because he had to do something to try to get that offense moving. And then there's the other key part about this. Bryce Young's just a good guy. Again, this is anecdotally, but I've heard very, very good things. Well, he's just a just a calm kid who just doesn't get caught up in all the hype. He's not going to have that big-timer attitude uh, in a locker room. He's certainly confident. He certainly knows he's really good. But he's just that kind of guy you want to have as the quarterback of your NFL team. Number three on this list of, of pro prospects, Jackson Smith the Jigba out of Ohio State. And it says something that Ohio State just sent two of the best wide receivers into the NFL draft, and they're not as good as the guy who's still around. You know, Garrett Wilson was the veteran alpha among the star targets, and Chris Olave is a silky smooth playmaker. But it was Smith the Jigba who was considered the most talented of the group even before he did that in the Rose Bowl. You always want to take you always want to take one monster performance with a grain of salt, but the entire Utah defense knew what was coming because Wilson and Olave were sitting out, and it still couldn't stop uh, Jack and Smith and Jigba, who came up with that 15-catch, epic 347-yard, three-touchdown day, but it was hardly a one-off. You know, even with the other guys still around, he caught 45 passes over the final four games of the regular season. The thing about him, though, is he doesn't actually have the tools of Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave. He's not massive. He's 6 feet, 198 pounds. He's fine. But he doesn't have those warp wheels. He's going to be more like a 4-5-ish, which is going to seem like he's running in mud uh, compared to the 4-3 dashes of Wilson and Olave. But just blow that off. He's just obviously an amazing receiver. He's got the tools. He's got the skills. He just knows how to play the position. Number two. C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. Now this is, again, flip a coin between Stroud and Bryce Young about which quarterback you like better. Both of them are top five talents. Either one of them can go number one. I think Stroud's going to end up winning the Heisman in 2022. The 6'3", 218-pound size, that 
is a little bit of a X factor. I kind of like that a little bit more than the smallish young. Uh, he's got a, you know, Stroud's got a calm demeanor in key situations as well, kind of like Bryce Young had. He, he's got enough mobility to get by. He's got the look, the attitude, and the arm to be ready right away to be a high-powered next-level franchise passer. And then there's the big issue. And it's the Ohio State quarterback thing. You know, Buckeye quarterbacks have been less than stellar at the NFL level considering the production hype coming out of college. I think there's some weird fun stat. Like, I, think it's, I could be wrong. I think it's Kent Graham is the most productive drafted Ohio State receiver. Mike Tomczak wasn't drafted. or There's something funky like that. Now, Justin Fields probably is going to be the one to change all that. There's a reason, though, that the Buckeye quarterbacks tend to not necessarily produce like everyone expects. Partially, it's because the wide receivers are unbelievable there. The team's talent level is high enough to put pastors in great positions, and I think Stroud's going to be the one to bust through that. He just has the skills. If it's not Justin Fields, I think Fields is going to be great as well. But I don't think Stroud and Fields are just going to be okay. I think they're both going to become superstars, and they're going to bust through this thing against Ohio State quarterbacks not being able to get the job done. I I don't care. I don't care how good the parts are around you. You don't hit 72% of your passes like Stroud did last year if you're not doing something right. He's not Justin Fields as a a runner, but... Forgive me for this. All due respect to the tragedy that happened and for winning anything in football terms when it comes to J- Dwayne Haskins. But that was a knockout of, on Haskins when he was in college. For all he could do as a, as a great passer, he didn't run enough, didn't quite fit the offense. Stroud doesn't run, but he can. Haskins wasn't a runner really at all. Has, er, Stroud just doesn't do it very much. He's far more agile. The, the tools are all there. The command is fine. And yeah, he worked with the NFL receivers at Ohio State. He's going to work with NFL receivers in the NFL, too. He's going to have a monster season. And then there's the guy who's going to be number one in the every NFL draft chart going into this season. And I think he would have been the number one draft pick in 2022 if he was eligible to come out. It is edge rusher Will Anderson out of Alabama. It's hard to argue too much with Bryce Young winning the 2021 Heisman Trophy, but it's also hard to argue with anyone who thinks Will Anderson was the best player in college football. 6'4", 243 pounds. He's a pass-rushing terror who came up with 101 tackles, 17.5 sacks, and 33.5 tackles for, for loss with a tremendous blend of speed, power, and consistency. He might have been held in check in the national championship game, but Georgia's attention paid to him. It opened up everything else for the Bama defense. Again, the star power at the top of the 22 NFL draft. This was the draft of edge rushers, and Anderson's better than all of them. The only real knock is his size. He's not going to be an NFL defensive end. He's just not as bulky as you might want. He's got a maxed-out frame, and he's a true tweener of a pass rusher. But he is the game wrecker that every NFL defense is looking for. He's it. He's what everybody wanted from this year's NFL draft and is hoping to get. And that's why the 2023 NFL draft is going to get far more hype. It's going to be far more interesting. Again, I'm not dogging the 2022 draft. There's a lot of Pro Bowl talent there. There's a, it's a deep, deep draft full of really good football players. But the best edge rusher in a draft that was loaded with edge rushers is Will Anderson, still in college. The best wide receiver in a draft loaded with great wide receivers, Jackson Smith the Jigba, still in college. The best tight end in a draft that was kind of man tight ends, Michael Mayer, he's still in college. The best running back, Bijan Robinson, 
still in college. You have all this talent that's going to be up top there, and everyone's going to want him next year. And again, we're not even talking about the guy who's going to come from out of nowhere that we have no clue who's going to blow up into a 52-touchdown pass sort of season and be that must-have guy who's going to be the must-have franchise be-all, end-all, number one overall pick, probably for the Jacksonville Jaguars again. But uh, there's going to be somebody out there that we're not talking about, and that's the fun of this. We're going to adjust and adapt as the season goes on. I'm going to do this probably the same podcast and certainly the same article several times uh, over the course of the next several months. You can read it all on collegefootballnews.com. I am Pete Futek. Thank you so much for listening to my inane ramblings today. Hopefully you go to the site and check out all the stuff that we do up there. Thank you so much for listening. Check back next time. And you, you, I'm telling you, you, you stay handsome. <laughs>